It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to something, what we are calling Everything is Black and White, aren't we chaps? (laughs) Yes, we are. <laughs> this, is our, this is our first podcast of the new season, all things Newcastle United. And if we can still keep our jobs and don't get sacked over the next couple of weeks, it may not be the last one either. Uh, joining me today in the broom cupboard is Lee Ryder and Andy Fowler as well. Um, gentlemen, just uh, as we're talking just now, just about 24 hours each after the game yesterday, uh, no great surprise, I don't think, Lee, if I can turn to you first, that that City won. Most of us were expecting that. They're a, they're a terrific team. However, I think we all walked away from the stadium yesterday with a bit of optimism. Um, defeat's never great, but, but a bit of optimism that there's something there. And mm. when it's not Manchester City in town, Newcastle United will be better than most teams. Yeah, I think that was the kind of overriding feeling. I, I normally judge a lot of things off the kind of reception of the crowd at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, they're they're pretty straightforward in terms of their their opinion, and it was a, a really good warm ovation for the players. You know they appreciated what they'd seen. Um, I, I think the the kind of knowledgeable side of them knew that Man City was always going to be tough, and it's it's hard to to break a team like that down. Um, you know nil two. You know you don't go to matches dreaming about getting beat two nil and looking at the positive. No, you don't. That's true. But. Um, there were some nice moments. I, I just thought, you know, on another day, would Perez maybe found the bottom corner there? He was he was really unlucky, and I think that would have really raised the roof. Yeah, it'd have been something else. It was actually the, the thing that I thought was admirable. And me and you spoke about it Lee, yesterday when we were sitting beside each other at the game. There was a kind of lull at the start of the second half, and City seemed to be knocking the ball about well. And Newcastle just not actually slowly get into very quickly get into it again after a little five minute and they, they didn't sit off the players. They did keep attacking. Mm-hmm. The Perez chance, obviously the Williamson had a header, there was a Guffron at the back post. Okay, no shots in target, but they were they were creating against, mm-hmm. let's be honest, some world class players in there. Yeah, I mean I think that shots on target column is what one that everybody looks at. Um you know, with good reason, and it, it it does kind of highlight that. I I still do think um, Newcastle are lacking that, you know, senior proven goal scorer. I'm not convinced going into the long hard winter that you know the young kid from Tenerife 
Um, Rivier is, you know, he has scored goals in France, but he's a little bit unproven. Mm-hmm. I think he, he nerves, nerve got the better of him a little bit yesterday, in my opinion. Um, and then Ferreira, who's obviously in the reserves at Bolton tonight, obviously not ready. Is he good enough? We don't know yet. We're, you know, it's up to him to, to prove that in training, and then obviously on the first team platform. And then Papi Sisse injured, but you know, left out, left out a lot of games last season. Played out of position before that. I, I just think. Um, you know, I, I do think we need another striker going into it, and I think that will make all the difference. And I think Andy, that is um, what was being mentioned on on our forums, wasn't it? It, it was. I mean, a, a lot of uh, a lot of fans were getting in touch. Um, a lot of plaudits for Jack Callback. You know, really applied himself well, and um, you know, he even thanked the fans afterwards, uh, which which was good to see. Um, Cabela uh, and, and Korvac were, you know, they were the highest-rated players on, on our site, and um, but there was a massive calling for an out-and-out striker. Um, that was the sort of the general feeling, um, and ones that you know fans were looking positively towards the season. But without that uh, striker, like you say about the chances that went missing, you know, they're going to struggle from that area. But. All in all, I think the fans were, um, you know, when they were commenting on our stories and getting in touch, the one of positivity. You know, you, you're at the Champions, you know, you're 1 0 down and you missed that chance. It, it could so easily have been, have been different. But um, Callback uh, did really well and, and, and Cabela as well. You know, the, the fans were uh, were really uh, excited about them. For both of you, actually, um, I'll, I'll maybe even chip in an opinion at the end. There is one win in nine games, isn't it? We, we worked out the school I went to going back to last year. Um, and Pardew is under a little bit of pressure. And we've got, they've got a run of games. We've looked at this time and again over the last couple of weeks, but it's Villa Park on Saturday, then Crystal Palace. I'm usually somebody to be cautious and say, looking for four points there. I don't think so. I think you, if Newcastle to have a good season, Lee, they need to be going to Villa Park with the best will in the world, not the greatest Aston Villa side I've ever seen, and go there winning, setting them up for the Palace game a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, and I, I don't think that Villa are going to be pushovers in, in this one. I think last season they struggled, there's political problems behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Not that, not quite as bad as Newcastle. <laughs> I was going to say, who are we point fingers? But, um, you know, Roy Keane coming in, I, th- I think he's a strong presence to have on the sideline in any dressing room, and I think he will tighten things up discipline-wise. They've also uh, got a few lads who did, weren't getting a game last season back in first-team contention, if I'm if I'm right in thinking. And Alan Hutton being one of them, isn't Alan it? Yeah. Hutton, um, so, Lambert, he's obviously a manager who knows what he's doing. I think it's going to be tough at Villa, I really do. Should Newcastle be going then thinking they should win? Yeah, they probably should, because that's a team on paper that Newcastle should win. Um, if not, then... You know, it's eight wins, eight defeats out of nine. Then that'll be nine, nine from ten. Yeah. You know, any other football club you'd be talking about yeah. changing manager? Well, absolutely. I mean, Andy, you're saying that the supporters it was all positive, and that's completely and utterly understandable. Um, the flip side of that is, and I'll be negative for a second, if they don't get a result on Saturday, I think there's a lot of pressure on the team and indeed the manager as well, as Lee quite rightly said there. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And, you know, the first game of the season, we knew it was going to be it was tough against City, but realistically it was about, you know, what performance can they put in, but really we're going to look ahead to the next game. And, and that's the key thing. You know, we, we sit here next week and, you know, if they get, they get past a comfortable win, great, everything's rosy. 
if not, like you guys have rightly said, then you know there are going to be sections that aren't too happy. Again, we've not got long till the end of the uh, transfer window. We know Pardew's looking out for players. But if you don't go in with a, a recognised striker, someone who's going to get your goals, then ultimately you're going to struggle. Um, and I can say, like you said, mentioned before, Cisse out, they do, they could potentially struggle on on that front. And where are they going to get goals? They're going to have to call on midfielders to get them. But yeah, as I say, I think we'll next next week. Next week's a, a big game. Really, I think for me, I think their season starts then. You know, it was great. They managed to get. You know, it wasn't the result against City, but the performance was good enough to to appease people at the moment. But really, Villa needs to needs to be three points. It's a little bit of a shame we're actually saying the City game doesn't really a start because they're so far ahead of Newcastle. Which is, actually, that's the reality of the situation. None of us want of us to be here. I have to ask you about one fella uh, yesterday, and that's Mr. Cabela Lee, mm. who. I was quite interested, Pardew was quite right saying not all of these things came off, but I tell you what, I'd rather always watch a player who tries things. The chip over Joe Hart, yeah. never going to score, but I don't mind that bit of imagination. And there was there was a, there were a 15 minute period in the second half, it was obviously still 1 0, and City didn't quite know what to make of him, and he was winning fouls yep. here, there, and everywhere. Looking for him to do something really yeah. special in a few days' time, you would hope. I, I, I like the look of him, I think good step overs. Good hairstyle. <laughs> you know, we did speak about yeah, quite yeah, a lot yesterday, yeah, didn't we? You know, it, it just seems to be full of life and full of energy. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading a little bit in the program beforehand, and he says, you know, he loves who he is, and I think that's yeah. like a player who's got a bit of confidence. You know, Ben Off, obviously, another creative player in the, on the sidelines who can't get in. But you know, if Ben Off is going to be blocked, if his mm-hmm. path is going to be blocked, then I see this kid as the. You know the guy who can turn things on. Don't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders. No, I put I, pressure on his shoulders. I think <laughs> pressure on his shoulders. I think he can probably. I think he can probably handle it. Um, and obviously, CM De Jong to come back in as well. They could hopefully uh, create a few dreams for the fans. But there's I, always something just around the corner. <laughs> indeed, with Newcastle United. I, I mean, I am a Sissoko fan, and I know we debate this in the office, and not everyone can take him. I. I like him in the middle. If he plays, he has to play in the middle, doesn't He's mm. not a right winger. He can, he can go out there and do a job, but doing a job's not enough. Mm. As I say, he's, he's far from perfect, but there's times where he gets that ball and makes runs mm. with, the, with the ball yeah. his, his, his feet. And opposition don't really know what to do now. If De Jong comes back, I, I suspect he might probably be on the bench for Villa. Suzuko makes way. What, what do you think of his, his season's going to be? Well, I, I agree 100% it should be played in the middle. You know that seems to be where he he shines the most. Um, yesterday he had some good touches, good good engine, but just that little clip I showed you before when we yes. looked at the highlights. I don't know if he just kind of knocked off a little bit for that chance. That, that's the one right at the end. He left right foot shot goes right at the Gallagher, doesn't it? Yeah, could have could have changed the game. Could have got a point for Newcastle. He just didn't seem to be anticipating it. He kind of was it. Like, oh, oh, I might have a chance, and then he rushed it before we know it's in the Gallagher end. Sadly it didn't turn up with the equaliser, but if you can just get that sharpness going and I'm looking at I'm looking at the manager here a little bit as well, mm. you know. Don't play him on the wing. He's not a winger. No. He doesn't want to play there. He's not going to give his best if he's not playing the preferred position. Play him in the middle and you know let him do what he wants to do. I mean he did turn up here and say 
his best position was the Vieira role. Yeah, that, that, that might have been my fault because yeah. I think I fed on that line. <laughs> so apologies for that. <laughs> Somebody who is a winger, Andy, is Rolando Arons, who we expected to see a bit earlier than we did just the Obertan yeah. coming on. He got, I think, 15 minutes, something yeah, like yeah. that. And he had a couple of, he had a half decent chance stretching at the back post, very, very difficult. And a ha- couple of half decent things. I thought he should have started, and I'm a Guthron fan. I don't think, I think he'll probably go with Guthron at Villa Park. Mm-hmm. But from what we've seen in pre season, just a little cameo we got yesterday. He looks a player, doesn't he? He does. I mean, you know, from, from seeing him in, in pre season, he couldn't have done much better. Uh, you know, he, he really did come on, and, you know, everyone was thinking, you know, we're onto something here, and actually, it would have probably been a vindication of pre-season for him to have played or got a little bit more. Um, I, personally, again, uh, it's a shame he didn't get on. It would have been nice to have been thrown a bit of a bone by Pardew and said, "You know what? This is for for what you've done. You've got no pressure. Definitely. Go out and enjoy yourself. You're playing against the champions. What better opportunity?" Um, but he did get on, which was which was good. Again, like you say, I don't think he'll start against um, against Villa. But we want to see more of him. I would like to see more of him. And I think he was given that role in pre-season and allowed to flourish a little bit. If You, you, you can't get experience without actually playing the matches. And we said before, pre-season's not the Premier League, but it's match practice. Uh, and he needs, he needs to get on. He is only young. Um, he's 18 in fact so he is very very young yeah. for first team in the Premier League these days there's, there's, they're rare aren't they and you know like I say from, from what we've seen it would have, it would just would have been a nice bit of vindication and a show of support that actually you know what you do perform you're going to get on and, and try stuff now, my, but, to be yeah. fair my head went down you know they were both warming up Obertan mm. and Aaron's and I, and I kind of turned to you Neil and yeah. I said come on give him half an hour yeah. and you know Obertan got the nod and I just think he got 16 minutes in the end, Aaron's. Uh, I just think in football, we've all played the game very badly on my on my part. Um, but I'm when brilliant. You, I'd like that. I'd state that for for a record. When you come when you come on a sub in any game, whether it's Sunday League, whatever, you do need a little bit of time to get into the game um, and get a touch and a bit of confidence. And believe it or not, actually look at the stats and uh, he got 16 touches in 16 minutes. Which isn't a bad no, it's not. Isn't no. a bad thing. So he was for a winger actually. Yeah, yeah when the, the ball's not there. Before we, we wrap this up, and we're, we're going to get asked this for another, oh, I can't, eleven, twelve days, whatever it is, of the transfer window, which is journalists we all hate, of course. But hmm. um, do you think? My feeling is something is going to somebody else is going to come in. Whether that entails somebody moving out to, to let somebody else come in, and it might be a loan deal. Um, What's your gut feeling? We know they haven't given up, and I don't think we're expecting them to spend £40 million on a player between now and the end of the month. Do you think we're going to see somebody else in, and is it going to be this fabled other striker, or actually a centre-half, which you could argue there is much in need of? Well, I think... Well, Kevin Keegan once said you can't have too many good players, and I think that's still the case to this day. Um, Striker-wise, I've already touched on it, we need another striker... Uh, it doesn't look like look, Remy wants to come here. Uh, oh, we'll be glad to see the end of that song. It's been, <laughs> yeah. been going on for about 20 years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's with Newcastle, you're asking me, will they bring someone in? It's one of them. If the price is right, if the agent doesn't want too much of a fee, does the player want more than 60 grand a week? It's all going to boil down to these type of factors. And 
you know, Lacazette's a player that they still like. I, what I would like to see is if they want him and they want to send out the right message to a player and say, you're our man, we want you to, you know, spearhead our attack, go out and get him, you know, pay that little bit extra money and, and you know, if you, it has to be top earner. Make him top earner, you know, don't get too political about it. Goals win your games, you know, games take up the league. If Newcastle are ambitious, you know, let, let's... Let's see, you know, Mr. Charnley, Mr. Ashley, put the money on the table and go out and get the guy, you know. He's, it's not, Andrew, as if they don't have the money. No. He's got enough money to almost buy Rangers, it seems. He's <laughs> going to own two football clubs. Well, what that, a guy. That, that's, the, that's the thing, I think, and, and Lee's touched touch money there. And I think they will. I, I, I'm gonna, I'll stick my rather long neck. Centre forward. Right, okay. I think they're going to go and get out and get him because I think Pardew's happy with the back four I, I think the centre halves I think he's alright with Williamson and Colaccini and I think he'll hedge and go do you know what give me one just go out and get me the, the top striker Lacazette what, why not I, th- I, th- I think they will I, I don't think I don't see we'll, I don't think we'll see another centre half come in but I think he'll go out and, and get one OK well we shall see gentlemen thank you very much for, your, for your time that was nearly informative <laughs> and almost entertaining we'll try to do one before, <laughs> before the weekend and we'll head off to Villa Park and thanks for listening thanks Hi it's Finn Dwyer from the Irish History Podcast and this is a Staycast from Acast Please, please, please follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. While you're staying at home, I would recommend another great show that's worth checking out. It's Unexplained by Richard McLean Smith. It's a beautifully produced and gripping show that looks at unusual and sometimes unnerving occurrences from the past and present. It's perfect escapism. Check out Unexplained on the Acast app or wherever you get podcasts.